Bible community. What's going on? We are doing a very special uh, series this month, and uh, we've got stuff dropping on Sundays and then also on Wednesdays. And tonight we have our very own Chandler Cox, all the way from the Ohio State in Columbus, Ohio. And he is going to be talking on the word new. And uh, I'm going to encourage you to grab a notebook and a pen and write down some of the things that this young man says. Because seriously, uh, uh, you know, Sunday we talked about uh, the word move and Dwayne did an awesome job. And man, uh, Chandler is just going to build on that. And uh, you're, I, I really feel like you're going to get a lot out of this and it's going to help us uh, step into what it means uh, to be a hope dealer, and we are going to step into 2021 and, man, go places that we never thought we could go before, um, take it to a whole new place. Uh, we have uh, the ability to create anything that we set our hearts to. It just takes a little bit of work. It takes moving, like Dwayne talked about uh, on Sunday, and it takes the new. And so check this out. It's going to be awesome. Here he is, Chandler Cox. Hey, everyone. It's Chandler. I'm from up here in Columbus. It's been a long time to see for a lot of you guys. I really miss you. And I really, I'm ready for this COVID thing to be done so we can actually see each other in person again. Um, but so Mick wanted me to shoot a little video um, and talk about a subject. And the one word that he gave me was new. So I'm just going to be talking a little bit for like a few minutes about why we should embrace the new and how we should do it. So new is something that's really, in my opinion, like fits really well with Christianity because what Christianity is from its beginning was something brand new. When Jesus came on the scene, he came into a religious and a social context and turned it upside down. He turned the world upside down by bringing something new. This idea of turning the other cheek, this idea of, caring for the marginalized and the homeless and the poor and the widow. These were new ideas that weren't happening in the context that he was in. And he was met with a lot of animosity and anger. Obviously, that's the reason he was killed. Um, be because these new ideas, people don't like them from the get-go. And they feel really uncomfortable, especially when there's a religious aspect tied to it, which with Jesus there obviously was. Um, and that's normal for people to be afraid of new things. Because in order to do something new means to leave what you've been doing and to leave your comfort zone and what you've been used to doing. But as uncomfortable as that is, it's also the only way that we can grow. Because if we're refusing to go anywhere new, we're going to stay exactly where we are and we're not going to ever grow. We're going to stay exactly where we are. That's the only reason that we ever grow spiritually or we ever grow personally or with our relationships and the people around us. And that's true on an institutional sense with Christianity. We need to do new things in order to reach new people. Because let's get real for a minute. What the church has been doing in these last few decades is not working. Like, let's get real. Christianity in America and on a global scale is declining. And that's not just because people suddenly aren't believing in God. That's not the case if you look at the statistics. Like, I didn't know this until a few weeks ago. But something like 65% of LGBTQ plus people would call, would say that they believe in a higher power. Yet something more like 
75% of those people aren't actually tied to an institution or a church. And there's a reason for that. It's because the church, on in a universal sense, is not doing what we've been called to do, and we're not doing what we need to do. We're no longer standing up for the marginalized or the oppressed. In fact, in a lot of ways, we're standing and siding with the oppressors to continue to oppress the marginalized. And that's not what we're called to do. Jesus obviously calls us to stand in the gap, to defend the people that need defending, to stand in the gap for the helpless and the marginalized, and to actually dismantle the systems that are in place that do marginalize them. That's our call as a church. And that's a call that we're not always living up to that we need to start living up to. And that's true for us personally, too. I know for me, five years ago, I was not at all in the same place that I am right now in any way. And the only reason I am where I am now is because I like I grabbed a hold of these new things that were coming my way. And I actually like thought about them. And you have to dissect them. And you have to think about them and be open to embracing that new. And that's the only reason I am where I am. And I know a lot of you, think about it for a minute, five years ago, ten years ago, spiritually or um, financially or socially, somewhere that you were different however many years ago where you, than where you are now. And then look at that new thing that you did or that new belief or that new person that completely changed where you are. That's the only reason we grow, because of new things, because of new ideas, because of new people. And if we had said no to that new thing, we would be exactly where we were 10 years ago. And I know for me, five years ago, I was not in a good place. And I am so much better here now than I was then. I was going through some deep mental health issues and deep battles within myself over sexuality and over my faith and over how God saw me. And the only reason that I got out of that was to accept and embrace the new ideas that people were bringing towards me. It completely turned on the head, turned on its head the way that I viewed myself on the way that I view God and how I believe that God views me, that I am a loved son of God and that I don't actually have to work to earn God's favor, that his favor is already upon me because I am his son, and that's all it takes. All it takes is to be a son or a daughter of God, and he loves you. There's no work tied to that. It's an unconditional love. And for me, that was a new idea. Despite have, having grown up in church, I had been in church since literally two weeks old. And all throughout my childhood, I was in church for three or four days a week. But that was a new idea. An idea that the church, quite frankly, hadn't actually shown me. They had said it maybe with words but it was never something that was shown through action. And that's something new that the church needs to switch up a little bit. We can't. It's not enough to just say that we love people. It's not enough to just say that we love and support everyone. We actually have to do it because love, love is not just a word that we can throw around carelessly. Love is a verb. It's an action word. It's something that we actually have to show through our actions and through the way that we treat people. And that's a new idea that the church needs to start grasping. Love is more than just a word. Love is a call to action to actually stand in the gap for the marginalized and to tear down the systems of oppression that oppress people. That's what love means in the Bible. That's what love means when Jesus says to love your neighbor, not just through words alone, but to actually love them to the point that he would lay down his own life for the people that he loved. That's the kind of radical, earth-shaking, 
society flipping love that Jesus was talking about. And that's the kind of love that the church needs right now. If we ever want to get back to a point where we're honestly relevant in the world or where we can make the changes that we want to make, we have to start at square one. And that square one is love. We have to see love in a new way and we have to start doing love in a new way so that we can have new good impacts on the world. Because if we continue down the same old path that we're on right now, we're not going to make the impact that we want to make. And we're not going to grow as people, as, like within ourselves, within our communities. The only way to grow is to embrace those new things. And that's something that I think we all need to do. Because looking back five years ago, or however many years ago for you, you know that you grew because of something new. So let's turn that and look to the future. Five years from now, I don't want as happy as I am now. I don't want to be where I am right now. I don't want to be where I am spiritually or financially or socially or internally. I want to grow and I want to be somewhere new. And the only way that's going to happen is if I do embrace the new things that come my way. And that doesn't mean that some of the new things aren't going to be hard. Because let's be honest, new things are hard. New things suck sometimes and they can be lonely and it can be really trying on yourself and on your relationship and on your faith, but they're so beneficial. And even if these new things don't work out in the way that we think they're going to work out, you're still growing because every time something doesn't go your way, you know not to go that way again. You're still growing and learning something. And when things do go your way, well, great. Now you're in a new place. And you can continue to accept new things and grow from there. That's what this whole journey is supposed to be about. That's what a spiritual journey is all about. Taking the new things, analyzing them, doing them, thinking that way, feeling it out. And if that, and if it works out, then awesome. And if it doesn't, also awesome. Have gratitude in the fact that it didn't work out. Because now we know that that's not the way that we need to go, personally or spiritually or financially. You're still learning despite the fact that things didn't work out. So don't let your fear of things not working out the way that you want them to work out inhibit you from the amazing potential of if they do or even if they don't because you're growing no matter what. So embrace the new. Accept the new. Think in a new way. Do a new thing. Meet a new person. Because no matter which way it goes, positive or negative, because it's not ever really negative, you're going to grow and you're going to learn. And that's the only way that we're ever going to be able to grow and get to where we want to be or meet the goals that we have for ourselves. So I guess my challenge for you guys is to think of some goals, maybe some a few short-term goals and a few long-term goals, like five years from now, where do you want to see yourself? And then this is the tricky part. Identify some new things or new ways of thinking that you can do or put into practice that will help you get to those goals. And just meditate the, on those, pray on those, do whatever you need to do with those to visualize yourself in that new place and to figure out what you need to do to get there. Because that's what we need to do. We need to visualize our goals and we need to accept and embrace the new things that come our way to help us get there.